Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Mm, it is a new child porn. I can get behind it. <laughs> <laughs> there is no hope. Happy birthday, Singapore. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. Do you hate living in Singapore? This is your daily catch up. Okay, so there was a viral TikTok recently. An American... Uh, How viral? American TikToker. I was going to say American person. <laughs> but yeah, she's based in Singapore and she basically posted a video talking about 10 reasons why Singapore is the worst country to live in. Ah, then leave lah. Yes. Hey, wallah, hey. Wait, this comment is you, is it? <laughs> so, really? Uh. There are like split reactions. One is like, wow, this is the most like honest and true criticisms of Singapore that I've seen and then the other half is like hey this is 10 reasons for you to leave uh, or, or like, she's just trying to go viral and she needed something controversial but what she actually also did is post the 10 reasons why Singapore is the best country to live mm. in and that one didn't go viral so See? is it really her fault? Yeah. it's algorithm actually she did the other one first and I actually yeah. saw it yeah yeah, then after that she said, and, and in her, even in her second video, she said, I already did what I like. So now I, I'm like, y'all ask me what I don't like. No, and I only hear like, what I want. <laughs> it was requested, you know what I mean? Then she's gonna like that. But to your first statement though, um, not happy leave, right? I mean, could be a joke. I mean, it's probably a joke. It right? was a joke. <laughs> I could, I could not. As someone that's lived overseas, is this a prevalent, um, like a first response or not? Whenever you complain about someone's country. I think it depends on the context, right? Because if someone's asking you what do you like and not like our country, if you've lived there, then I guess you have that that expertise law. But like if it's unsolicited, then it's like why 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 are you doing this? No, this is I feel like this is the first response to anyone saying that they don't like anything. Like even on any like YouTube video or what, right? When you say when you criticize someone's video, then people just say, oh, don't, then I don't, don't do that. Don't watch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. No, I, I think I think when I didn't know, so I didn't know that she did a sure. reason why she liked it or, or, why, or like why, why she likes Singapore. It just came across as, a, oh, you live here, but then now you're complaining online. Like, like why? But now I, I realise that there's all these different factors. So, okay, like, makes sense. <laughs> Based on the context of her posting, if I'm not wrong, might be totally wrong, um, <laughs> she moved here because of her partner. I think the partner come here work. That's why one of the points she made is about um, not being able to find a job not so easy to find Hard a job. to work legally. I see, uh, I see. Uh, yeah, she maybe, cannot. Because she moved here as a spouse, then yeah. after that, then difficult right. to find She has no work visa. So maybe what, what might help is what, what, what are some of the things that she said? Okay, so number one is the most obvious. Singapore is hot. And <laughs> you Yeah, that one like how everyone agreed. Nah. Number two, Singapore is expensive. So the, the Singapore one is hot, right? It's really... I Everybody agree with you. Like, there are tons of street interviews in Singapore. Mm. People ask Singaporeans what you hate about Singapore, so, right? Yeah. Everybody say weather first one. Mm, no, but yeah. recently, the past week is crazy. You know, somebody posted a screenshot and put on Reddit, right? The temperature, like, it says feels like 40 degrees. Mm, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you think, like, it actually affects your lives? Do you think the weather actually affects the way you live your in mood, a negative uh? way? Like, your mood or, like, a... No, I just on the aircon, yeah. no? Because, like, but me personally, right? 
the weather alone, right, affects the way I dress. It affects the way I, the activities I choose to partake in. Yeah. And if the weather was just slightly different, ah, I would live life so much more wholesomely. Eh. We would try. I would yeah. do so much more. Eh. No, yeah, like yeah, what? Yeah, like yeah. what you say? Jogging. Like <laughs> I will go out more. Yeah. No, no. So recently, I've been binging on like um ASMR camping videos, right? And these people just spend the heck <laughs> like camping in the rain kind with their like dog all right and I just want wow this is so interesting but then if I go and try it in Singapore I'm going to be sweating buckets yeah, where is this guy mosquito uh, destroy you yeah where is this guy is in his tent right, with two layers of blanket you know and he's like oh so cozy I'm like <laughs> hey Alison what you did something to your teeth ah? Yeah, I did Zenium. Zenium? That's our sponsors for today. What? So, Zenium is a startup founded in Singapore that provides effective, fast, free, affordable, dentist approved teeth straightening solutions. But do you know why is it called Zenium? Why? It's because it's really close for the Malay word for smile, Zenium. What? Yeah, so if you have an overbite, underbite, crowding, or gaps, right, Zenium is a solution for you. And their prices start from as low as 2590. Even if you're not sure what is wrong with your teeth, yikes, don't worry, Zenium has experts that can help advise you. So take their free online assessment down below. It only takes you three minutes. Link in description. What are you waiting for? Yeah, visible changes as soon as two months. Get, Get your, your dream smile before Christmas. Christmas. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Thank you, Zenium. Back to our episode. <laughs> I'm gonna be taking off layers. Yeah, that so, thing is like a uh, camping in the rain. Yeah, it's not. It's not rain. It's just. It's just slightly moist. It's just. Yeah, it's really <laughs> moist. It's actually damn camping. Okay, <laughs> but yeah. no, I also freaking love that, and I really want to do that, right? But then sometimes I see, right, is that they go all the way out there with their with their jeep alone, right? Yeah. Then they build up the tent. Then they do until they got like a kitchen net area. They got their bed. They got the side table. They got study area. They got laptop. They got lamp. They basically recreated their living room yeah. in the wild for them to cook a, a simple meal or whatever. No, but but, but that's the show part. That's the show part. There, there is, they, I understand why. No, I know, yeah, I know. But you know. another thing is also like too many rules is another point that she brought up, which is also again like I want to try all this stuff, right? Number three, street cannot governance. Ah, uh, cannot start fire anywhere. Cannot do this. Cannot do that. Also, like wow, sometimes cannot start fire anywhere sounds like a good rule. To, to be fair, it actually is. Like sometimes I just want to like behind that, behind that. Like you hide, hide, hide. You go reservoir. Why? Oh, very nice, right? Cannot jump into the water. You know what I mean? Like yeah, there are some things you can do though. So like for example, like Lazarus Island, you can't just simply build camp, right? But you can. It's very easy to just apply a permit to stay overnight and build camp and stuff, right? Yeah, la, at Lazarus la. or East Coast Park, for example. Bad. Yeah, I need to apply something like maybe I want to learn try how to start fire first. Then later if I cannot, eh? Then I go all the way there, then I buang there, you I know, stuck on an island there. I, I always <laughs> thought my, my dream, right, is to like go and book one tent, like go and book <laughs> a campsite, <laughs> then you go and pitch your tent. Because like you like the idea of that. But real pitching, la, not the decathlon throw, then it's no, 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 even no, if throw, it's, it's a matter of staying the night there and then cooking your mess tin. Yeah. Then like putting out your fire before you sleep, that kind of so shit. So right, army, uh. Uh. <laughs> ah. But then you just go to aircon decathlon, okay? You go inside a, a small tent. Then you just zip up. You see inside for five minutes. Hot already. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually not a good idea. Then you imagine, right? You think you very romantically, you bring your partner. Then it brings the temperature of the tent. Higher. Higher. Nice. Yeah. It's damn uncomfortable actually. Yeah, so number three is basically strict governance, which links to number four, which is people don't think out of the box. And I think like this, Ooh. the most interesting one that she brought up. La. There's actually research that's showing that Singaporeans actually underperform when it comes to creative industry exports. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, what do you think? Is it true? Are Singaporeans just not creative? You know what I feel? 
I feel like creativity comes from struggle. Hey. Hey, wait, let me write it down. You repeat slower. Okay, I have a great idea at this point of the episode, guys. If you would like to support us, like, share, and subscribe. Back to the episode. More juicy beats at the end, guys. Stay tuned. Very juicy. <laughs> Why would you know that? Beats. Do you because come from the future? <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned to find out. No, because like, okay, okay, I, I, I stole that from, from a few people that has said it to me across my life, right? That creativity comes from struggle. <laughs> and then the, the most recent um, person that reminded me of that was um, Jahan Lo. So like I, I recently interviewed him or something and he's like a very famous like Singapore artist, right? Yeah. And you said that like, you know, you can't be an artist if you haven't struggled. And I feel like Singaporeans generally haven't struggled. Comedians as well. That's right. It's hard to be funny if you don't have a certain struggle. So like when you look at like say Asian cinema, for example, Hong Kong cinema is known throughout the world. And I feel like there is a struggle there in like a lot of their art. Whereas like Singapore, how come Singapore never like get to that pinnacle, right? And I feel like generally... 80% of Singaporeans comfortable. So by that mm. logic, would our parents have been a lot more creative? Perhaps, but they never yeah. had the outlet nor the need like to. Like their version of Jack New and our version of Jack New not the same. Mm. Mm. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Struggling. Like, you don't see Switzerland movies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or Luxembourg or Dubai. Yeah. But maybe we're just not worldly enough. Mm. Yeah, like not English then don't watch Singapore already so international I'm like I feel like we don't know anything yeah. yeah it keeps to me it always goes back to the fact that we lack culture because we are so young as a country What's it, then whenever you say that it annoys me again okay good what lack culture, culture. <laughs> what, what is culture must it be in the form of art yeah must it be graffiti our uh, best movie is what army but is that culture no yeah. our best movie is the Paupa Haiti or like what about a domestic helper like isn't that our culture? Apprentice. Our culture is a coddled generation. Or our culture is that we are made of conscripts. Uh. That's interesting. <laughs> like, yo, hey, I want to say, I went to watch NDP preview show. And this year, right, the, the NDP, you know, the military showcase usually is just some hypothetical... Terrorist attack. Ah, then they, they just go, right? Um, but this year, I think they try and... Or they just really showcase the equipment. Uh, they just all divers jump into the sea. Then, like that. But this year's NDP has a storyline that bridges everything together. And because this year, they also celebrate uh, a milestone for Singapore's conscription. Oh, NS55. Yeah, and, and so they they started their whole story oh, from how this guy is, is just at home with his wife and then he began and then he's like an NS commander and then he plans the whole thing, right? It's a weird plug for NDP. It's quite cool. They, they don't just roll the tanks out this year. Right. They roll the tanks out with the whole sound effect and it's, and it's pretty solid, right? And then they, they, they turn the mount. Because you never really see this military equipment being used. Man. Then I'm from the Navy, right? Then the ship is just a ship, man. I'm saying. <laughs> so like, when the rocket launcher thing like go out, like, oh my god, I was so surprised it could move. You know what I mean? It's so big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they point it out to the sea, right? Then this thing, <laughs> this thing fires a blank. Like, boom. Then the pyrotechnics and the sea head, bam, they both fire there. Right. And they do that for every single thing that comes out. Right, so it feels right, damn right. fun. Fun fact, it, this year's NDP is directed by Adrian Pang. Oh, that's right. why. That's why. Right. Yeah, the oh. levels are just right. Hmm. So solid. It, uh, this year is solid. So is it like very musical esque? No. Uh, but God, there, like... there is a weird Digley musical inside. That's like that's that's the weakness in the whole component. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Right. Like I mean, I, I I really enjoyed it to be very honest. And usually I only like the military showcase part. Then after that, when they go into 
You know, you just take the ribbon and you run yeah, out. Yeah. I already bought already. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's so abstract and then it's like, okay lah, I'm money lah, you know? But, <laughs> this represents the waves of struggles yeah, but that the Singaporeans had to go then through. Then they make you do the Kala wave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, it, and it's, it's so abstract and so what you ingrained in you in primary school, you feel like, I don't need a 400 man dance for that. Yeah. But I think this year, because like the pain of COVID feels very fresh. And I think many people forget about this because we, are, we don't go to NDP parades as often anymore yeah. but the thing is that this this is Singapore's first full parade since COVID began right so like yeah. two years to, yeah yeah and so the COVID how we survived COVID and fought COVID as a nation has never really been shown on a parade scale before yeah and so it feels a bit drawn out and tiresome but no oh my god are they all wearing masks all the performers no Oh, yeah, okay, no, okay. Wow. Even the spectators yeah. don't need to wear masks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spectators don't need to wear oh, masks. Okay, okay. Outdoor. Outdoor. But they're totally like side by side and spitting at each other. Yeah, after NDV, the COVID spikes. It's correct. <laughs> it's correct. Some people wear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, Joakim also mentioned that this is the last NDP on a floating platform. So if you guys are going for the main yeah, show. Yeah, yeah. Then after that, is where? Pa- Congrats. No idea. The Padang. Better, no? faster carousel buy tickets. I would think National Stadium. La. Oh. Yeah. I, like to, I like to watch the performances that you see like one kid run the wrong direction, then the straggler <laughs> they have to join back with the main <laughs> Or you see whose equipment bunk fuck out halfway. No, the short one is always like on camera, they never plan like the guy that hold the middle finger then like there's always yeah, that no, one but How boy. do you expect that? Actually, you cannot. Yeah. Right? Actually, the propensity of that happening is so high, I realise. Because yeah. there are shows, right, that's just catered for primary five kids. So like 80% of the stadium is primary five kids. Mm. And then the camera always go back to the same few people because presumably that's where the cameras were mounted. Ma. Yeah. So like when they look at the kids, right, then everybody will be like, because you'll be watching straight, right? Then the camera angle, right? Then you... You know, then, yeah. then everybody is doing that every second on the whole parade. So like, that guy that did this, right, and it took us it's, so many years for yeah, one kid yeah. to do this. Uh, I think we did great. Eh. I feel like... No, it's so sick. Yeah. Evolution. I would think it's the first thing that will happen. Like just Pat was planning, the camera asked what we're going to do. Like, and then this is a go-to, uh, you know what I'm saying? It is culture. Eh. You know what, what helped to imp- <laughs> you know what helped to improve the views for the NDP? Everyone do Flesher. this. So, uh, Close. Oh. So right, when you watch sporting events, live sporting events, you go to always the camera cut to the crowd, right? They always go and find Chill Girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always find Chill Girl, then like no matter how uncomfortable they are, right, the camera will just go like when I watch like gaming events, it's all sea of men. So they just find those few girls there. Then yeah. the camera keep cutting all every three time of keep them. cutting back to them. Right? Yeah. yeah. We just need to find those few in the NDP crowd, right? Then the camera just or they should just plant. Yeah. I think creativity is overrated, honestly. Like, what's so great about it? I think there's a lot of ways of being creative, right? I think there are those that can really imagine something from scratch and then create it out of nothing, right? I mean, then there's some people that need sandbox. And then when there's a sandbox, then they're creative. So do you think you're creative? Um, <laughs> yeah, okay. No. no. Rel- relative to a lot of people. Have you been know. told you are creative? Yes. Anyone that automatically hear about my job just goes, oh, you're so creative. And then I'm like, cool. So you also don't think you're creative? I think I need- strategies in creative media. <laughs> Not creative strategies, all right? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm very good at imitation and improving of imitation. I think I need references before I can- That's China's entire business model. China. Do you think you are creative? As the I head of content I, strategy. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I first entered the industry and this line of work, right, I was like, well, how how to be creative, right? Then you start to try and bounce off ideas. And then at the end of the day, it's always like, like in film studies, there's this concept of like the postmodern um, co- content creation. Yeah. And it's about 
there's everything uh, there's no such thing as originality everything already exists and everything that's built is just creativity upon creativity by combining ideas mm. so that ended up paving the way for what i think is the way i ideate lah mm. but even then right i feel like um and i would i a lot of times i i sometimes like lose myself in, in when i'm trying to come up with ideas and try to be creative right like people think that you just like what you said lah it's just wow some crazy th- idea just come into your head and then you just go and like make it happen right yeah. but i have another friend who is very structured and systematic right? and he told me like there are formulas to creativity especially now with all of the creativity that you see right is on the platforms that exist right like youtube and and tiktok and whatever and they're all measurable and then there there are metrics that start to become developed and then there's ways to basically hack um these platforms to become like viral and then virality becomes the measure of success ma and what is truly creative or not so then he started to show me how you can reverse engineer and use a more structured approach to come up with creative ideas yeah so actually the more structured you are with the process of cre- creating and ideating the the better you will actually be at being creative right. yeah so it's actually the opposite of what people believe is like oh yeah. creativity means you just have to go crazy yeah yeah, yeah. i i had a takeaway uh, but it's gonna be repetitive to you because I feel like in every brainstorm, if it's my first brainstorm you, I would have told you this thing that I learned, right? Which is, I remember I was an intern in an events company. It's called a meeting lab, by the way, shout outs. And then they, f- they, it was a medical conference and they flew in this very big time keynote speaker. And because I was part of the events company, I knew how much it cost like, back then. And I knew it was like 20, 30K for one hour or maybe 30 minutes of just him talking. And it's a medical conference, but it's geared towards sales. Mm. And this guy is supposed to be some plenary level speaker type about creativity. And I remember he was late and he only came like 15 minutes before his call time. But <clears> he didn't panic because he called and said he's on his way, right? And when he started the whole thing about creativity, he spent the first, I don't know if I'm exaggerating, first 50% uh, of his entire speaking slot, right? Talking about um, why he's late and how his journey here to Singapore was very creative in itself. Because this one cancel, that one cancel, he take trade, mm. you know, and, and yeah. all that stuff, right? And I was a bit annoyed lah, because like, I'm sure you prepared a f***ing script when you come here and it's not 50% talk about how you arrive here. But he ad lib here, right? And then he dropped this wisdom, which I still share to this day, right? Which is, a, a, creative, a new creative idea is a combination of two known ideas, right? This is where I got it from, right? Yeah. <laughs> And then he, he goes on to explain that we look at, for example, a, a car is like wheels and a chair, for example, like, or engine and a chair and a, and a phone is a calculator. It's like a, it's, um, a smartphone is a, tele- is a telephone and a computer, you know, that kind of stuff. And, and then I realized there is just no way to simply talk about creativity. And what he's actually talking about um, is confidence to create. Mm. Right. Yeah. Because just now when you talk about is virality a, a metric for success yes is it a metric for creativity no lah because we look at the current dominant youtube channels in singapore it's not to say they are not creative but it does not reward their creativity when they go creative the views drop yeah yeah and it's about the confidence to to do and confidence to try and i feel like in a country like singapore it's too cutthroat to fail yeah and that's why it kind of feels like you know what i mean yeah yeah actually when you bring this up right i think i think there was something that i came across before about how structures in an organization sometimes hinder creativity and when you're trying to hire a creative but then you have all these rules and systems that you still need to follow Mm. then you kind of restrict them and and it's counterintuitive to why you even hire a creative in the first place and a creative is meant to kind of be the explorer the pioneer in terms of where you're going to go but then you have 
systems in place in your organization to kind of follow and support that that those adventures, mm. right? And those escapades. But then in my head, I also oh, escapades. Eh. Okay, you definition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but so the struggle that I find is that like what you're mentioning also is that in Singapore, I think one of the greatest things that hinder people from 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 daring, right, is that everybody needs like proof of concept yeah. already. Mm. And so we keep falling back to things that we already like. Like if you say I want to pitch an idea to you, right, for a mm. new show, a new channel, right? Like it's so difficult to to justify like why this exactly? idea that you've really never heard of before or seen of before. Like I tell you like yeah. we are going to film ends. Yeah. And yeah. it's gonna work. Yeah. That, that, I how, love what about ends? That we have got just okay. an end. Uh, or, or, or when a guy pitches like I'm going to sit in front of a camera and do nothing or like count to one million yeah ah like why the f- why I say yes to that right yeah. Yeah. but then these are the things that blow up and go crazy and sometimes go viral but you don't know until you try mm. but then it's so difficult to do it in, in our context and mm. yeah, like, like you mentioned but within uh, our company the end game is always the end of that conversation is always monetize but it. try oh yeah. okay so what what is that because okay I, I, yeah, so so I think right the biggest issue is that at the end of the day there needs to be monetization in some form uh, because it's a business right yeah so how do I explain that eventually we can monetize doing nothing you know yeah yeah Hold I think that <laughs> exactly but then that only comes when the concept has is successful already right yeah so like there's that constant battle yeah and I don't know how to but is it not true that like if say I let someone go and do whatever they want versus I tell someone that you can as in these are your perimeters let's see what you can come up with is is it not more creative of a person right to then be able to in no matter whatever limit you give them right they can give you something that is completely new to you you know what I mean versus if you had no bounds I would say one is actually showcases creativity better than the other yeah, I, I think if we take this to More a different better. context, right? Because I think for us, it's, it's very much related to like the media industry, which I don't know how many people who watch can actually relate to. But I think if you we take are, this... We are also a creative agency, by, by the way, if you don't know. Anyway. Yeah, but if, if you ourselves. take this to... If you take this to like the corporate world, for example, right, on a day-to-day basis, there's always problems that need to be solved. And creativity comes in the form of how do you actually solve that problem, which goes back to be able to think outside the box. Lah. And I feel like whenever a problem arises, I think if people are way too reliant on procedure, processes and say, oh no, this is the way how it needs to be done. And sometimes issues still occur. Then there is maybe a lack of creativity to say, actually, let's take a step back and how can we actually solve this in a different light? And I feel like there is some evidence of that happening yeah. here, like, I guess, because there is that over-reliance on structure and processes. But if everybody is thinking outside of the box, then, then the outside of the box the is the inside, inside of the <laughs> box. Shut up. It's, a, it's inside <laughs> of a bigger box. TikTok like this. <laughs> no, it's a billboard. It's a billboard quote. Is it? It's a recent joke that I think you... And so by being inside the box, you're actually outside the box. That was the second half of the TikTok. Yeah. Right. No, I... I it, hmm. Which is quite interesting. Actually, we do see that coming around now. We look at what are the new ads now, right? The new ads that suddenly people will talk about would, would be... They are trying to go back to live selling. Mm. Which is so inside the box that it's so fresh now. Mm. You know, or like Ryan Reynolds breaks the fourth wall and say like, buy this. You know? Like straight and, up. Right? Uh, straight up. And he's like, what? It's so, it's, it's so in the right in the middle of the f***ing box, right? But we look at it and he's like, what? Oh, this out. <laughs> where? No one even knows where is the box is. So maybe it's not actually a box. It's a donut where the hole in the middle is still outside the donut. No, it's okay. Like, it's give you a yell. Uh, it's pretty solid though. Not if you get a yell, he becomes kind of level of content. 
A lot of love donuts, yeah. Okay, but anyway. <laughs> no, like really. Eh. Yeah, I so. I, and I especially love the no, neighborhood. Not, not all, not neighborhood all. bakery donuts, the 50 cent, now maybe $1 already or $1.20, mm. right? Those kind, right? Oh, I, I prefer the donut meter. The like donut the, hole. Yeah, they, it's definitely because they, they call it the, the donut hole. hole yeah. But it's not the hole. Because right? the hole is in the donut. Right? Yup, okay, so then. <laughs> <laughs> not a very creative name for that product. I'm yeah. wondering if it kind of links back to her point three, right, which is like strict governance. Like, do you all think how strict Singapore has been has kind of stifled everybody's like creativity? Like, in the sense that you go through school, right, then everyone brainwash come out of the same product, right? Like, is that what is causing this lack of creativity? Though I still think creativity is overrated. Hard work is the way to go. Yeah, that, that's the thing though. Like, have we established <laughs> that creativity is, is a good thing though? And I mean, I, I guess we can agree that it probably is. La. No. Yeah, so it's not. It's so not we, a we established that. It's not a priority for the country. Ha, we, but if we don't come up with creative solutions, then how do we like, we don't have a USP that like, No, I feel like Singapore does come up with a lot of very creative solutions, but they are very pragmatic. Yeah. Maybe not, not the best songs or the best films. Mm. Yeah, but they're all very, very <laughs> pragmatic. Like, yeah. the folks at NUS are trialing a cure for cancer. Like what? You need some form of creativity because yeah. no one knows what the f*** is happening with cancer. Eh? Yeah. No, like yeah. similar to what he was talking about, right? At problems that still exist and, and occur, there are problems that haven't have yeah. a definitive, definitive, definitive solution yet. And yeah. so, therefore, creativity still is required. La. Some form of high risk, high reward. I feel like in the US, we look at culture, right? And like every, <laughs> like we look at black neighborhoods where everybody wants to grow and be a rapper. And then we have all the black rapper role models. What a stereotype! No one can. Be, no, it, it, it is real, right? And the black rappers go back to their community and say, "Stop trying to be a rapper." Like, they can, you know, it's not a plausible goal in that sense. Only like, the one percent, the one percent. How, however, for them, everybody's neighborhood got one rapper, got one rapper that become a million. And so I get it though, but like within Singapore's film and art industry, like it's such a high risk to put yourself out there on something like that. But then you see that. The guy that you're trying to be also not say make it. Eh? I, I think if you look at creativity on an innovative level, right? I think it's not Ooh. necessary for us to all be creative. I think you just need someone somewhere to be creative. So like you take, for example, US and China right? or US and Korea. US is probably deemed as more creative because they come up with more, way more products. Apple came up with the iPhone, then Samsung all copy. But then because Samsung can then copy, then now there's competition. Everyone is competitive towards that. I think it's just about making sure that someone somewhere is creative Everyone else has the resources to copy and then now we create healthy competition. Mm. And well, then fun fact that's though, fine. Nokia and Microsoft, if I'm not wrong, came out with smartphones first. And Blackberry also. They were ahead of their time. Yeah, were ahead of their time. iPhone is like fires behind a wireless charging also. Yeah. Or, or like you really look at Apple, right? Like they, they are they are known as one of the most creative companies, but they also stole a lot of like or copied a lot of technology. Like the, the whole GUI system with your mouse was taken from Xerox, for example. Or and creative. Like, Singapore is a company called Creative. That's true. Or yeah. oh, the Zen. Yeah, the, the audio company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, and the touch. The Chinese dictionary. Do you know like the generation early uh, iPods? Yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. With the They were the ones who did it for Singapore technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even the the thumb drive is invented by Singapore. Pen no. drive. It used to be called pen drive. Yeah. yeah. It's a Singapore tech. Yeah. That was Malaysian, but we'll, we'll go Probably with Probably a Malaysian that did it in Singapore though. That's like... That's like, the most like yes <laughs> on knowing nothing, right? <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. So then to the point of like just now she was talking about hard work trumps creativity, right? How I feel like everybody, right, has come up with the same ideas before. Right? But it's just a matter of who acts upon it, right? How how much do you think that is? Just now he also say what? Like yeah. it's not about just creating, it's about like those it's, who dare to timing. go and try to create it. Yeah. Yeah. Do would you say that it's more that than the idea itself? Ooh. That means the idea can be No, your idea can be 
shit, if you really know how to sell it, right, you can fly. Example? Dogecoin. Mm, I'm going to that <laughs> Tesla <laughs> kidding which is why it's very important to have a visionary CEO and a very hardworking COO to pull it off cool which is what Tim Cook really is a really good COO but now he's CEO he, then how yeah. no but he was the reason why Apple was so efficient with like all their uh, factories he was the one that wanted to go out of China get Foxconn to become super efficient with like cost right. and uh, supply chain that, that was his expertise right, right, right. to pull that off do you think that having the word creative in a job title is f***ing annoying? Well, you just bash an entire department. <laughs> no, because like- For yourself or to, to meet someone with that? No, in general, like why why have that title? Because if you really think about the roles, right? Everybody has to be creative. Yeah. Right? No, but what Bro, else job titles describe? in general are trash. Yeah, like, look at us. I always thought like executive sound like a bigger word than manager. But it's then, the most junior. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. the most junior. No, then yeah. when you start at the bottom and below executive, right? You Sometimes they call it associate. Yeah. But then when you go right to the top, right? Associate again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I used to have a, my ex-colleague, right? When she joined this company, then they wanted to make everyone sound more important. So she was an executive intern. Eh. <laughs> It's completely fluff. Yeah, so yeah. job titles in general just don't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but with that said though, like there are certain things that probably need creatives to define your role, like lead creative in case like, like you're a director. Yeah, yeah, like creative director. Yeah. Mm. Have industry. you seen the meme where he's talking about if you cannot describe your job in three words, right? Your job is bullshit. Man. Our job mm. is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a few people like they like copywriter or like what marketing lead generation or something. Your like company that. or your job? Your job. The job, the job. Your job role. Yeah, then after okay. I go down to the last guy, then he, I catch fish. Then <laughs> he's the only guy in a legit job. <laughs> yeah, anyway, number well, five. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sir. You still have a big bait, right? Yes, sir. Okay, yeah, so number five, he talk, she it talks about how it is Singapore is too small and crowded. To which our producer has put here, our minister Josephine Thiel said Singaporeans don't need much space. <laughs> it's true. Okay, no, no moving on. Number six is there's the, that there is no fresh produce. So I guess she's American, they like organic food. Yeah. This it depends is, where you go this, though. No, but this is I don't know. Like, I feel like it's quite true when, when you go overseas and eat, right? Even the raw ingredients also they taste completely different. Really? Yeah. yeah. But they really love like the whole farm to table. Concept. That brings back my conversation about soil. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of the other things, right? One of the mm. other things Sadhguru said. Sadhguru's name came back. I couldn't remember his name that day. The money well spent yeah, by this company, you really take away a lot. Yeah, no. Was, I, I don't even know what they're trying to promote. They, you know, he wasn't saying anything. <laughs> then, one of the things he said, right, is that the human, humankind took a leap forward with population explosion. And population explosion only happened um, in, in, the, in the agricultural revolution, right? Where food are no longer organic. Because mm. it was then that we had pesticides, no matter the grade, how good, how bad, how jalat, right? Uh, and GM, GMOs that make things just grow faster, fatter uh, all year round, yep. right? Um, and he said that the world today, right, seemed to glorify organic food. And organic food is really just food. And the world cannot actually go back to organic food. It's not possible to sustain life on earth. And if we go back to organic food, only 30%. I think the number was 30%. So only 30% of the earth will be fed. Right. Yeah. So it's like, it's not possible to go back to organic. So actually our population size right now is GMO-fueled. But then how overpopulated are we to begin with? Like maybe 30% is the ideal amount of human beings that should exist on this earth. Yeah. Yeah. So if we look at the 
before agricultural revolution, no? then perhaps if you look at that number of global uh, population, right? Right. That probably is our number. So mm. we actually should go back, yeah. let everyone die of starvation. Yeah, but then you will go Or just slowly die out. La. And, and, then I, and I, I really think everybody kind of knows that. It's just that maybe six, seven generations will live through an entire decline in their economy. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But this is what Thanos was trying but to do. But so that the rest can continue living. Uh. And so that we have uh, more resources. So what we are doing now is trying to find the next <clears throat> agricultural revolution and find our planet. <laughs> As opposed to sacrifice six generations in a depression. Mm. Which you can imagine uh, if elections are four-year terms. Who is thinking about these things though? It's not the government, right? It's Elon Musk. Uh. It's Elon Musk. Uh. <laughs> Elon Musk and Lee Kuan Yew, but Lee Kuan Yew It cannot be the public sector because they are... Elected, they cannot say, "Hey, we're going to stuff you guys." By the way, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So number seven is every day is bad hair day because of the weather. Number eight is that sure. she's far from home, which that's a her problem because she <laughs> chose to move here. Okay, sorry, but number nine is the most interesting one: snakes. What? <laughs> so, Have you seen a snake in Singapore? I mean, I read about it lah, and that's why want, uh, people get to learn. I never really actually live. seen it. So basically, she said that she saw a snake like fall out of a tree, and she's like super scared of it. So lucky. Where's she will be way. She will not ever dare to go Australia. Yeah. <laughs> the scariest. Australia, <laughs> the scariest yeah. wild creature I have I've encountered is those monitor lizard. Monitor lizard. Monitor lizard. Did you say Komodo? No, Komodo is the big boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. one cannot. Okay, monitor lizard. The one see <laughs> run. My scariest was monkeys, cause my Monkey? friend. No, my friend told me, hey, to to shoot them away, you should hiss at them. It does what? the opposite effect. So I went, and they started chasing after me. <laughs> I ran like, and I kissed at you. Were we together at MacRitchie? It's no, MacRitchie. It's all MacRitchie. The gang of Mark, their family, right? Yeah. <laughs> they, no, they, there was, you know, there, there's this like, this long bridge and he was the, just the sitting the on the rope. Right? No, yeah. no, it's a straight one. Oh, I think. Yeah. Then then he was just, he was just sitting on the rope. Then because it's very narrow, so if you want to go past, right, you'll be within arm length of him. Yeah, and he's just hissing at me. I think because I look like monkey, right? Then he's like, what? <laughs> you threaten, are you threatening the alpha position, right? Then like, everybody walk nothing. Then I walk and like, then you so, slap him on the bridge, slap him into the water. One of the one of the things they say is don't don't look at it in the eye because ah. you, like, you it's like you're challenging him, right? So I went back view, right, and they took a video, right. He went and just and I felt it lah. He just went and <laughs> quite oh, like yeah. yeah. He just unbring <laughs> that bum shoulder. <laughs> no, the same group, the same troop of monkeys. Troop, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, look at you. Guys. I read dictionary. So the collective nouns. The same group. I, I go and take pictures at Marichi. Then I found a baby monkey by himself sitting on the ledge. So I was like, oh, let me go and take a photo. I didn't oh, excited. No. So I keep taking, I keep going closer. Just like, you know, you keep pushing yourself, right? Push, push, push until I'm right in front of the marker, you know. Then suddenly, right, my friend, Oi! Then I turn, right, the mother chong oh. at me from the other side. She's like, Oh, I'm oh. Then I faster, like, jump out of the way. Right, oh. but that's on you, lah. That's on you, lah. It's worse, <laughs> eh. I, I want to say the St. John's Island, the uh. monkey friendly. <laughs> Why do we talk as though there's only <laughs> one monkey around? The monkeys there are friendly. <laughs> they are not like the Mary G assholes. No, but the Mary G are generally okay. Like, I walk past them a lot of times. Right. Yeah, even like on the bridge, the like because they will walk on the, the hand railing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Then you just walk past them, they chill. Yeah. They swing here, swing there. Otters in general, though, are assholes. They just bite I, I haven't seen the otters close up eh, the Singapore otters. I also I, never. I saw them far. They, they, when they were crossing the road. No, but the, the, the stories are like they go into koi ponds and they just bite off their heads. But they, they gotta eat, that's what they eat. Right? Don't leave a mess, finish the whole fish. <laughs> Is there a country 
that y'all would consider living till you are dead. Like not not when you retire, not when you save up a bunch of money, go there and spend. Right okay? now. Like right now. Go there, find job. You have to think through your ha, find job or is there a job already available a... and then I go there. <laughs> <laughs> must go oh, and yes, yeah. as a city but you go there as a citizen, so you get citizen benefits. So if they got free healthcare, you got free healthcare. But is racism oh, a thing? No, you, you are you. So it yeah. could be a thing depending on the You thing. are you. You are not smarter, dumber, white, black, no. I am me. <laughs> is that a place? Like you think about how if you Japan. Like you might Canada. think about Bali, for example, right? Then if let's say you you got operation, then you go you go to that hospital lah, where you live like you're not gonna go yeah, to yeah, Jakarta yeah, for yeah, you, yeah, because you're in Bali ma. Canada, all the healthcare also good, education like good also. And then got snow and mountains. And YouTubers seem to do very well in Canada. Really? Also. Yeah. Like a lot of the, the, the YouTubers I watch, I always end up, oh my god, they're from Canada. Oh, shit. Yeah, because once they say a boat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they like, oh, like this guy YouTuber. Like the Peter McKinnon, then Matty Hapoya, then after that, Matty Hapoya's brother also. Like all. Yes, Daniel because Shaper. they are brothers. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> but they're all like from, they're, they're from Scandinavia and then they move to Canada. Yeah, I want to go to a more laid back chill country do you think you will chill with the population i don't mind chilling alone or like like no no no, yeah yeah but do you think like for example uh, i always think about like one day when i make money then i will want to go to like australia or new zealand and whatnot right Mm -hmm. and then just open up one fish and chip shack that kind but then you need to make the business expand ah then (laughs) i feel i'll build an airbnb beside a big hotel then i'll build a website website. yeah Yeah, but that's because you're seeing the world from your perspective as a singaporean but maybe you live there long enough right then you it changes correct you, but yeah. you, you're gonna go there and then you're gonna make a decision on whether you want to stay there in the next two to three years ma, correct yeah, yeah, then yeah. so you if you you don't change within the next two to three years then you just feel like this is a failed venture i need to go back i feel that there's two sides of me right like there's the part of me that really loves that chill laid-back lifestyle like of I, where I, like for example i lived in australia right, right. and it's really damn laid-back and they really love like their work-life balance right and then i always watch the camping videos and then the ability to just drive your 4x4 four four out into right. like a two-hour drive into like middle of nowhere and then camp and it's completely fine. That seems damn appealing. But then there's this other side of me also that is ambitious and is driven and want to build stuff and want to like do all these things which I know I'm going to be stifled if I go to such a laid-back place also. Noah, or Noah, you will be way ahead of your pack eh? No, but then it's not like... Because everybody chill. Man. It's going to be hard to find like-minded people. You know what I mean? Or like, it's not part of the... Like, if I want to be chill, I want to be chill, you know? <laughs> so no, it's not yeah, like I, I want to... Have, to I, I don't by. think that it's all extremes. I think you can find some middle ground. Like in my head also, I think, wow, I go to this country, then I'll live like just 45 minutes away from the main city. So I can, st- I don't lose touch with yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, the trends and all that kind of shit, right? But then at the same time, I can enjoy the the chillness of the, of being like... But you the sick. Ups. Then suddenly <sighs> you sick. But I you're sick? 45 Why? minutes away from the city. Or like your dog. Then, but I reach- I'm sure there's a hospital <laughs> outside, right? <laughs> Mm. No, I think a 45 minute drive to a hospital if you live in the suburb is fairly normal. But that's why it's people have a summer house. So they stay in the city. Then when I need a break, right, then I go to my cabin in the woods. Go to the Hamptons. Yeah. And the suburbs is not like them rabak suburbs, suburbs one. Eh. Suburb. Wow, we don't see, we don't have suburbs in Singapore, so we cannot yeah. say the word properly. We only got subway. Uh. You mean neighborhood? Uh? I was just. It's not that bad one. Sure, got hospital one. Choose the one got hospital. Why hospitals yeah. so important? Yeah. Like I always think of like <laughs> realistically what's possible, mm. right? So 
like do I have a job in Australia then will I be able to afford a house in Australia meaning mm. not I transplant to your dream Canada right I mean right now with what you have can you go to Canada say your job the right? flights alone might, 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 might wipe True. out a substantial amount of your like yeah, savings yeah, yeah. for example right then mm. plus housing and all that stuff so I was thinking what if I could do today like Maybe by the end of the year, where can I go? What can I do? Right, I was thinking about somewhere nearby, lah, where the cost of living is low, and then the lifestyle somewhere I enjoy. So someone like Malaysia. Bali, for example. Oh, mm. sorry. Oh, Bali. That's quite fun. Let's go to Bali. Let's go to Bali. <laughs> yeah, I always think about it's. It's nice to live there a few years. Yeah. And you go there. I don't. I don't expect myself to be richer there than come back to Singapore. Right. Mm. It's usually the other way around. Then when you're older there, then you look at, you know, the curbs, the floor, and yeah, you feel like. But you got a nice tan, you got a tribal tattoo. Ah, you got a mobile. You dreadlocks already. A moped. Yeah. You got four more friends. You know yeah. the waves. You know, and someone, I was just watching a video, <laughs> right? You see, every time the camera yeah. comes out, it's... Hang loose. <laughs> I, I was watching a video and the guy was breaking down like the cost of his living. Because like he lives with all these digital nomads. They're all YouTubers and they live in the villa, right? His rent for one month is 500 USD. His food is about $2 a meal. And then his moped, right? But he's not the, eating the, like Naughty Newies, like, you know what I mean? No, no, so, so he broke it down. It's like $2. Uh, if one expensive, it's like $20. US dollars. So that's the range. And every day he'll eat like the $2 or $3 meal. Then the motorbike rental is like $50 USD a month. Yeah. And his YouTube money that he makes from ads covers that. Wait, this what a country? Bali. Bali. Oh. So like, say for example, he, he doesn't get a lot of views. Maybe he gets maximum 100,000 views. So he gets about maybe 3K USD in, in ad revenue. Covers everything. He doesn't need to be saving that he's living the life. He yes, just yeah, films, yeah. GoPro, and then after that, enjoy. But do you feel though, enjoy? I feel like you, you, we are like living in Singapore, we are on the front end of Fiverr or like Upwork. <laughs> you know, yeah. we need a freelancer, we just go and find a freelancer. But over there, you also have the opportunity, right? Like you, you can just look for simple things like, oh, maybe I just transcribe videos. Like now, ask you all, you want to transcribe daily catch up? You feel like, ah, oh, like it's. Like yeah. 30 minutes of this shit, yeah, like, like I'm <laughs> overqualified, you know what I'm saying? Nothing is beneath me. <laughs> but if you go to Bali and then you need to eat $2 food, right? You are on the back end. Yeah, you will go to Fiverr and put uh, $5. No, but maybe you already get a job, international company, work remotely. Yeah. Your pay is international level, kind. Yeah. No, nah, but that's like that's like what that's too ideal. Eh. Like, is I, it though? It's the same as being rich in Singapore already, what? So I have Singapore's fun when you're rich. Singapore very expensive, but it's like, fun when you're rich. Which country is not Malaysia? fun when you're rich? Yeah. No, but which country is exponentially more fun when you're rich? So for example, I would I would wager based on my very limited life experience, being very, very wealthy in New Zealand is not as shocked as being very, very wealthy in Singapore. True. And being very, very wealthy in Thailand is a better experience than being very, very wealthy in Singapore. I think Russia is a good country Depends to be very, kind of very wealthy in. Russia? Like mm. no rules, right? <laughs> you just get you just get bomb an entire country, is it? <laughs> what? But if you offend somebody, they punch you in the face sometimes, you die. No, eh. but I'm rich. <laughs> so you can own an AK-47 and Exactly. I have a bazooka that... Uh, Molotov cocktails. Then two people that help me carry it wherever I go. Igor did, did you see, did <laughs> see the, Igor. the news coverage of like the early invasion where... It's because usually we see war then we just associate with like the Middle East, uh, you know. Oh, and then like North Korea, you always see professional soldiers. Even the North Korean soldiers. At least they wear uniform, right? Then the ones they let you film are like, you know, not malnourished. They look good. La. Like, <laughs> we, we, i never seen a malnourished North Korean, la, to be honest. Like, it's, that's what they tell Ooh, you. Because they're all hidden. Sure. Or that's what they tell us, then we just choose to believe. Because really, whether we believe or not has no consequences. Ma. But. He's defending North Korea. <laughs> Where we go on? But when we look at the Ukraine war, it was, it was, it was a bit trippy, right? Because they look like Americans. Oh. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and the streets are 
like America, like or like maybe a town in America. Which is why the Americans only campaign for them, right? Sure, but then what what was very trippy, right, was that we see all these people that look Hollywood, right? And then they all in a park and then they're making Molotov cocktail. Y'all see y'all see yeah, like the, yeah, the journalist yeah. was just like uh, like how are you doing? Then they just like Got, got some people just it's like the women the women are the one doing it somehow. I think I play too much Call of Duty already so I'm desensitized yeah yeah same yeah. but Wait, Call so Duty, video games people more violent off you, right? you know just what I mean more they desensitized. have the civilian type of yeah oh sorry have fun. it's all urban ops kind of shit no Russian and then they shoot everybody down at airport somehow nowadays the game's so realistic so I really yeah I wasn't really that does that not trip you out we, we play games now that are so real right like sometimes you watch you watch people sitting in front of TV you don't know whether they're playing FIFA or yeah. watching a match or watching uh, UFC or they playing a game. Yes, yeah. But then when the metaverse come and then they say everybody will live their life inside, then you look at the metaverse game and they're like, oh, what the f***? Yeah. I'll be back at RuneScape. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question that leads to a more screwed up question. Oh, so like, if we talk about like how all these video games are so realistic now, right? The, does having like these video games right actually help us have less serial killers because they can just get off by like playing yeah. these video games instead? And then along the same lines, is child porn then actually good? for preventing yes. pedophiles from actually hurting real children. But think, who shoot the child porn? I think studies <laughs> no, like, no, no. So, <laughs> no, child can be anything though. Like it can be a kid bathing, right? They like that. Then they just watch it. There's a whole series on like YouTube, right? That is like... Okay, okay. okay. But that one, I feel like... Sorry. It's screwed up. It's screwed up. Yeah. Right? It's I feel screwed like up. clearly there's a victim at stake, right? Yeah. Either too young to give consent or they are straight up getting raped, right? For example. But they put their video on YouTube. What ma. if... Could you get behind? <laughs> oh, get behind? Could you get behind in front of the No, I know what he's gonna say. Eighteen year old, eighteen year old porn star that really looks like she's eleven. Yes. And can then behind, the whole top, plot, get... right, is her going, "Ah, mommy, daddy, that kind of shit." Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like her eleven year old, <laughs> but all shot as like by adult. As though she's eleven year old. Could you all get behind? I that? told you all about this before. Right? That time yeah, when we yeah, talk yeah. about this, like that in Japan they have these brothels that's or. Uh, of they are adults. specifically for girls that look very young. Mm, yeah. Look like children dress up and be, maybe even behave like children to cater to that group. And that has helped to, if I'm not wrong, lessen the... Right. No, I feel like there's a line drawn there because individually, yeah, so is good. As, a, as a adult professional, yeah. I've chosen to go into this line of duty. You come in, you pay me, you pay the brothel that pays me directly. Then you interact with me. Mm. But this one is internet for the content to be seen by the many. I feel like it's fine, but the opposite is not. So I think like there's quite a few like controversial like TikTokers or like YouTubers or what, right? Where they are like kids, but then they're like wearing bikini and all that. And their parents are actually giving consent to this or in fact helping them, encouraging encouraging right. them to film such videos. And like, I mean, I cannot remember her name right now, but then she yeah, she's famous mean. for like faking her age, right? Like saying that she's like two, three years older than she actually is, but actually she's a fourteen year old in like bikini. Who is she? Yeah. Cannot remember her name. No, there's, there's jailbait.com. Like <laughs> the American beauty pageants for children. Yes. Wow, eh, them jala They put so much makeup and like the stuff. And it's not wearing. even about looking good as a kid. They dress them like a forty year old. But it's because the mom is living vicariously through the kid. They are yeah. all through yeah. their former glory. Okay, so let's go back to that. You you can get behind child porn in that sense. No, I can get behind. <laughs> the 18 year old choosing to pretend to act like they are 11 with the old, whole plot which is all South Korean K-dramas like the whoa. <laughs> all the 30 year old actors go be 17 year old no I thought when we were going with the video games is that it, we can just use CGI la. to do what to, so that we don't have to film anybody if you are a, someone who suffers from pedophilia then there is okay. CGI okay. child porn for them so- 
So you don't have any <laughs> If your whole life I tell you you cannot watch real porn, you only can watch CGI, CGI porn, you happy? No, no but, but the CGI we just talked about real. how it looks real. It looks like, like the UFC, you don't know where it's yeah, So no, right no, now with okay, the let's say the, let's say the, <laughs> the viewers are happy. It gets them off sufficiently, right? The would animator. The, would, the, <laughs> would the world accept I don't, I don't, I don't child so. porn in that sense in really victimless let's say the developer is a pedophile though, right? this is how you make realistic content yeah. right now. you get someone that has the, skin in the game the animator needs to know what he likes also. would you get behind that isn't that better would you if, if it comes out and people what's attack, a synonym for get behind <laughs> so right so no so if say that was if say that was normalized and accessible to the public right child porn no, but, no, 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 but animated, no, no, animated, no, no. fully no. animated. So what if it's Why not we always animated? go back to pedophilia, guys? Okay, so in the world of pornography, or after you all started discovering porn, right? Um, and you started exploring it, then prior to that, right, you all know about the I concepts of like gangbangs and like like come on the face or like anal and all these other stuff. If you have only because of exposure to pornography, do you then learn about these things and then try to develop life, uh, a, a fetish for it, for it or want to try, then having more accessible accessible like child pornography in general right will that actually lead to an increase in the number of people that yeah, want to try so that's my question like is it actually does it actually become an outlet or does it end up enabling mm. wow yeah. I, just, I just want to say it's an excellent point yeah no, because which it, is it goes back to the conversation about video <laughs> games he don't have to right? react it's the first yeah. time that he has the conversation about video games, right? You kill people, then I feel people no, say but, it's an outlet, ma. Yeah, but, but actually, it's already, thing, if you no, bring but research point. has already shown that like violence in video games does not correlate to yeah. violence in reality. Which uh, but is, research is which is why it needs to be restricted <laughs> yeah, I mean. and prescribed as medicinal child porn. Mm, medicinal child porn. I can get behind that. <laughs> <laughs> that is not the happy birthday, Singapore. Singapore. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, okay, we're fine. We're fine. This is an NDP episode. <laughs> Wait, how did we get here? I don't know. How come we become talk about Vidofilia? Because we are very interested. Denise, this is an episode for National Day. How do we get, can we get to the root of this before we get to the episode? How do we have society? About, it was about realistic, then we talked about how you so, and then we, then we talked about So the conclusion is Singaporeans are creative. <laughs> <laughs> we are coming our solutions. Yeah, guys, Malawi, if, if this is not a show of how we think outside the box. I don't, I don't know, know what it is. is. So kids, if you're watching, stay inside the box. <laughs> and stay in school. Thank you for watching this episode of The Daily Catch-Up and Happy Birthday, Singapore! <laughs> <laughs> Tell us down below why you love Singapore. <laughs> and the youth yeah. are the future of the country. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for watching, guys. Happy See birthday, Singapore. See you in the Singapore. next one. Your shoot. Your, wait, wait, your the shoot. light Tune. behind you. Your... Okay, okay. All clear. Ah, All clear. <laughs> your shoot. Tune into. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.